0: I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, Season 1 wrapped up for the ambitious new show, American Gods. And I watched it. I'll tell you all about it. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun, and I think Brett is the coolest guy ever. Jeff's not here this week. It's just me! I also want to tell you about something I recently binged upon, the latest season of The Amazing Race, which is still a fun show. First, a review of some of my favorite stories of the week in a segment we call The News... From the Couch. Ladies and gentlemen, I've traveled over half our state to be here tonight. I couldn't get away sooner because my new well was coming in at Coyote Hills and I had to see about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. And I think you will also agree when I say one of the greatest actors of all time is Daniel Day-Lewis. So it was a huge bummer to learn this week that he's retiring from acting. There's a whole ocean of oil under our feet. No one can get at it except for me. And now there's a whole ocean of sadness at the announcement of his departure. But there's also speculation that maybe it's part of preparation for a role, as the method actor is known for completely Immersing himself in stuff as he gets ready for a new film. More on that in a moment. His representative Leslie Dart issued a statement Tuesday, saying the 60-year-old performer will no longer be working as an actor. She added that Day Lewis is immensely grateful to all of his collaborators and audiences over the years. She adds he will not comment further about the decision. All this means Day Lewis's retirement will make the upcoming Phantom Thread his final film, due in December. It reteams him with there will be blood director Paul Thomas Anderson. I can't keep doing this on my own. With these um, people. (laughs) Phantom Thread, by the way. He plays a fashion designer in 1950s London. Now, here's where it gets tricky. He's done this before. Sort of. In 1989, he quit stage acting while still on stage during a performance of Hamlet. In the 90s, he went off the grid for five years to take up woodworking and shoemaking. In the early 2000s, he took another break. In 2013, he said he was taking a sabbatical. And now he's saying he has quit. Is he just getting ready for another role? Perhaps. Or maybe he really has quit. Day-Lewis has been nominated for five Oscars, by the way. He's won three of them. I wonder if he was unhappy about losing those other two. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. The nominations he didn't win for are for In the Name of the Father. I didn't do this. What are you trying to do to me? That was in 1994. In 2003, Gangs of New York. I'm my challenge... We have met at this chosen ground to settle for good and all who holds sway over the five points us natives or the foreign hordes yeah! now he won for his performances in 1990s my left foot he astounded audiences in my beautiful laundrette room with a view and the unbearable likeness of being now Daniel Day-Lewis gives the greatest performance of his career. But they put no clips of him speaking in the trailer, so moving on, I guess. He also won for the 2013 film Lincoln. We are stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. And in 2008, there will be blood. If you have a milkshake... And I have a straw. There it is. That's a straw, you see. Watching. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up! Hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah. I folded your pants for you. Great. That is a clip from the first trailer for a movie called Happy Death Day, which has a major yet familiar twist. Which is always intriguing. We'll get to that in a moment. First, the trailer focuses on a young lady who partied a little too hard the night before, sleeps with some random dude, and now has to do the walk of shame across campus. You sneaky little bitch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You You scared me. Hey, you're up. OMG! She got killed, but woke up to relive the day. She in a time loop. Look, I know this isn't gonna make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little gosh. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's gonna kill me tonight. So you can hear now. But is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. Before we continue to talk about Happy Death Day, I would be remiss if I did not point out the obvious comparison here. It's a stabby, thriller version of Groundhog Day. You know, you want a prediction about the weather? You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. That 1993 film saw Bill Murray relive the same day over and over in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. To genius effect, it is a classic. In 2006, ABC tried its hand at the time loop format for a cop show starring Tay Diggs. It was called Daybreak. My name is Detective Brett Hopper, and this is the day that changes everything. You're on arrest for the murder of Assistant DA Alberto Garza. I will be framed for murder. Who the hell are you people? My girlfriend Rita will be in danger. I know all this because I am living the same day over and over again. The day is the same, but different things happen. Every morning I get another chance. For every decision, there's a consequence. Hey, that was Mike from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. The ratings for Daybreak sucked. I think I may have actually been the only person who watched it. It got cancelled and pulled off the air before it even finished its run, so I had to wait MONTHS to buy the DVDs so I could FINALLY finish watching it. In 2014, Tom Cruise starred in the Alien Invasion time loop movie, Edge of Tomorrow. I'm gonna tell you a story. At first, it's gonna sound ridiculous. But the longer I talk... We have to find the keys. The more rational it's going to appear. I can't believe you found coffee. Sugar, right? Yeah. Ah, hold on, three, like three. How many times have we been here? How many times? For me, it's been an eternity. That movie was amazing didn't do so well. They later renamed it Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow and as we've mentioned in recent weeks, it has a sequel coming called Live, Die, Repeat and Repeat. Earlier this year, in March, there was a young adult mystery time loop called Before I Fall about a young woman who dies in a car crash, but keeps reliving the same day. I've been having deja vu all day long. Are you okay? It wasn't a dream. It really happened again. And now we have happy death day. Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers, car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is. You want to live to see tomorrow, right? kind of weird to have two Groundhog Day-ish movies in the same year, especially two films aimed at young adults, but Before I Fall was more of a dramatic mystery, whereas this looks like a fun thriller. It opens in October on Friday the 13th. choice of song by the way once again that film was called happy death day and i've got more news from the couch coming up next you are listening to the couch potatoes i'm brett mcgarry jeff braun is off this week we are the couch potatoes time to continue with more news from the couch and wednesday marked the first day of summer but as far as hbo is concerned winter is here with the launch of the newest trailer for game of thrones don't fight in the north the South. Fight every battle, everywhere. Always. In your mind. Season 7 of one of the biggest hits on television is debuting next month so the marketing is ramping up with 12 new Winter is Here posters as well as this new trailer. For centuries our families fought together against their common enemy despite their differences together we need to do the same if we're going to survive because the enemy is real it's always been real it was also recently revealed that the abbreviated season seven which will only have seven episodes will have the longest and shortest episodes of the show so far One episode will only be 50 minutes, 5-0, but two of them will be over 60 minutes, and then the finale will be 90 minutes. Enjoy it while you can, because Season 8 might not air until 2019. Season 7 of Game of Thrones debuts, July 16th. When the snows fall, and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Does that mean Jon Snow's gonna die? What are you saying to me, Sansa Stark? Let's turn our attention now from dragons and wolves to bats. This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all new larger than life feature film. On December 24th, 1993, Batman made his way to the big screen in animated form for the first time. And that movie is finally coming to Blu-ray. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. It's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Warner Archive has announced it is releasing the film for the first time ever in high definition. It will have a 1080p HD remaster and will include both the original 16 by 9 aspect ratio as well as an open matte 4 by 3 version. A lot of people, including the police, I might add, think Batman's as unstable as the crooks he brings in. Hang on a second. I think that was Ellis from Die Hard. A lot of people, including the police I might add, think Batman's as unstable as the crooks he brings in. Yep, It's garbage, Mr. Reeves, The Batman does not kill. The film was a continuation of the Emmy award-winning animated series in the 90's and is about a mysterious new villain called the Phantasm. But don't worry, the Joker is here too, voiced by Mark Hamill. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. Wrong! It ain't the Bat. Nope, 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 I've seen the guy. He looks more like the ghost of Christmas future. You're too late, Batman! In five minutes, everything goes up! Until this year's Batman Lego movie, Phantasm was the only animated film for the Cape Crusader. No word yet on a release date for the Blu-ray for Mask of the Phantasm. You think you know everything about me, don't you? I dive at your bottom. I bloody well ought to, sir. Well, you're wrong. Batman and Alfred getting lippy with each other. Space. The final frontier. We have a premiere date at last for Star Trek Discovery. Sunday, September 24th. Captain, what signatures detected? Context Starfleet Command. We have engaged the Klingons. You will never learn, Vulcan. Your tongue is too human. The pilot episode of the latest Star Trek TV series will air on CBS Network TV. And then after that, it goes to CBS All Access Streaming. In Canada, the 15-episode run will air on Space Channel and Crave TV. Discovery was intended to launch CBS All Access in January, but production issues kept delaying the premiere. Again, it debuts Sunday, September 24th. That is the news from the couch. won't have time to get through all of it, so I'll just tell you a couple of things right now, and then we'll continue in a moment. But new to home video this upcoming Tuesday, June 27th, let's look at a title that's coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and most likely on demand, Saban's Power Rangers. You were born for this. I will destroy everything. How do you expect us to stop her? It's morphin' time. I still dig that old theme song. The movie had a 46% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Box office disappointment, I would imagine. 85 million domestic, only 140 million worldwide total. I would have thought that a name brand like the Power Rangers would have made more. But if the movie's not good, then failure. We'll continue looking at what is new to home video. Up next, you are listening to The Couch Potatoes. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. My name is Brett McGarry. Jeff Braun is away this week. In a moment, I want to talk to you about the new TV show which just wrapped up its first season American Gods, but we do need to continue having a quick look at what is coming to home video this upcoming Tuesday, June 27th. Already, look, as far as looking at uh, Blu-ray, DVD, on-demand titles go, already told you about Power Rangers, which by all intents and purposes was a failure. Speaking of failure... The film adaptation of Chips... Is also going to be available this upcoming Tuesday. It's another raunch comedy based on an old TV show. This one about California Highway Patrol officers on motorcycles. It made $25 million worldwide, and it had a 16% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's stinky. Speaking of old TV shows... This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. The Rockford Files complete series will be available on Blu-ray. James Garner starred as a private eye in this show that ran from 1974 to 1980. Also new this upcoming Tuesday to Blu-ray. Hello Mark. So what have you been up to for 20 years? T2 Train Trainspotting. Ah! Ah! Choose your future. Call police. What shall I say? Just tell them we're dead. Choose reality TV, slut-shaming, revenge porn. Yeah. Choose a zero-hour contract, a two-hour journey to work, and choose the same for your kids, only worse. And smother the pain with an unknown dose of an unknown drug made in somebody's kitchen. And then, take a deep breath. My vacation and co-host Jeff Braun saw this film. He liked it quite a bit. Here's another interesting film coming to Blu-ray. It's called Absolutely Anything, a British sci-fi comedy from 2015, starring Simon Pegg, Kate Beckinsale, Rob Riggle, Eddie Izzard, the voice talents of the Monty Python team, and the movie is about aliens who give Simon Pegg godlike powers that allow him to do, well, absolutely anything, and see if he will use the powers for good or evil. Most notable about this film, though, is that it is the final film role. Of Robin Williams lending his voice talents to a dog all I have to do is wave my hand (laughs) Dennis be able to speak biscuits what biscuits please 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 nothing else matters come to think of it I wouldn't mind shagging your leg right now and finally on digital HD this upcoming Tuesday I can't believe Jeff isn't here to get over excited about this the fate of the furious all right team listen up this crew is about family The game has changed now. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. Of course, Jeff loved it. I thought it was okay. Leaning more towards the good side of okay. It will be on Blu-ray and DVD on July 11th. Made $1.2 billion worldwide. That is impressive. I still want to tell you about my recent binge on The Amazing Race, the most recent season of that. But before we do that, let's talk American Gods. Actually, hang on, hang on just a second. How did I forget to mention this? Have you heard all this drama about the next Star Wars standalone movie this week? Han Solo. Ron Howard taking command of the Han Solo. Star Wars spin-off after the surprise departure of directors Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Lucasfilm announced their replacement director on Thursday, just two days after Lord and Miller left the project over creative differences. Howard gives the reeling production a veteran hand in the wake of Lord and Miller's exit in the midst of shooting. Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, says filming is going to resume July 10th And the film is about three-quarters of the way through production. About a month of shooting is left, along with reshoots. Howard has shepherded Oscar winners like A Beautiful Mind and Apollo 13. But his recent films, including the Da Vinci Code sequel Inferno, as well as In the Heart of the Sea, have struggled at the box office. This is weird. I mean, the movie is almost finished shooting. You heard three-quarters of the way through production, and now we've got a new director? That that is weird hopefully it doesn't screw the movie up all right now let's talk about american gods times they are changing we need you to fight them to show them who we are they are gods for god's sake so what's the plan war deliver me deliver me, deliver me. Do none of this feels real it feels like a dream And things are never going back to the way that they were. It will be glorious, win or lose. So I said at the beginning of the show that I watched it. That's not entirely true. I watched six of the eight episodes. I was going to watch all eight, but the stupid Amazon app wouldn't work. American Gods airs on stars in the U S the season finale just aired this past Sunday and Monday in Canada. In Canada, it's only on Amazon prime video. You can sign up for a free 30 day trial, or you can just sign up for Amazon prime when you buy something on Amazon. And that also gets you access to a trial. I learned this by accident because I was buying a cell phone case and I had to sign up for Amazon prime. So then I realized, oh, maybe this gives me access to Amazon Prime Video. So, I mean, I just mentioned it last week with Jeff that I might sign up and check out American God. So lo and behold, here we are. Now, the only way that I can use this app is on my phone and I have to Chromecast it to my TV. Chromecast, by the way, it's this thing for it's this, that Google has. You plug it into your TV and it basically turns your, your television into a smart TV. You can shoot whatever is on your phone to your television. A lot of apps come pre-built with, or pre-wired with this uh, Chromecast function where you just hit the Chromecast bun- button, like YouTube, if you're watching a video on YouTube on your phone. You want to send it to your TV. There it goes. So I don't have a computer, so I can't watch the Amazon app programs on my computer. I really should get on that. Everybody needs a computer, I think, don't they? I also can't watch it through my Blu-ray player like I do with Netflix, which came preloaded on the Blu-ray player. Amazon does not appear to have an app available for that. I have an LG Blu-ray player and they have an app store and there is no Amazon app in there from what I can tell. So even within the Amazon Prime app, they don't support Chromecasting. So I have to cast my entire phone screen to my TV, and that knocks the quality down a peg. Still looks pretty good. It's just not quite as good as it could be. So right there, whole bunch of complaints I have with Amazon. Then I get through six episodes, no problem. And the seventh one won't work. It won't start. I tried dozens of times. It was so frustrating. Came home from work, was looking forward to finishing episodes seven and eight. And no seven won't play spent like an hour and a half trying to figure it out the app just kept crashing i tried other episodes they worked fine including episode eight just not episode seven so i guess i'm gonna have to stick around at work after i'm done here to watch episode seven before i can go home to watch episode eight it hasn't been a fun experience amazon rant over so what is american gods Actually, I will tell you a little bit more about American Gods in a moment. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett McGarry. My co-host, Jeff Braun, is away. I just finished telling you about the problems I've had trying to watch American Gods. Now let's talk about the show itself. What is American Gods? Well, it's based on a novel from the year 2001 by Neil Gaiman. He's responsible for all sorts of cool stuff. He wrote the Sandman graphic novel. He wrote the book for Stardust, which is a film that Jeff and I have talked about a couple of times recently. It's the only film where the both of us gave it the sectional, five couch cushions out of five. He also wrote the book for Coraline. He has done lots of stuff, and American Gods was thought impossible to bring to the screen. Apparently it's quite complex, but here we are with this adaptation from producers Brian Fuller and Michael Green. Now Fuller's previous works include the TV show Hannibal, as well as shows Pushing Daisies, remember that? It was an ABC show, Dead Like Me, and Wonderfalls. In short, American Gods is about an impending war between old gods and new gods. The story is centered around a guy named Shadow Moon, he's played by Ricky Whittle, who was previously in The 100. He's not a god. I think he's just a normal guy. I don't know yet. I haven't made it to the end. Without giving away the farm, I will just tell you that some unfortunate circumstances lead him to an encounter with a guy who calls himself Mr. Wednesday. He's played by Ian McShane. Turns out Wednesday is a god, and he's going across the land trying to recruit a bunch of the old gods to fight back because people are forgetting about them, and if people forget about them, the gods will die. Some of those old gods include Pablo Sweeney as a leprechaun. He doesn't have the best Irish accent, but he's a great actor. You might know him as Porn Stash in Orange is the new black. He also played Zipak in the hilarious but short-lived HBO comedy The Brink. He is also hilarious in this show, American Gods, and honestly he has some of the some of my favorite dialogue ever. Episode 6, we'll see. There's a chain-smoking, cranky old god played by Peter Stormare. Floris Leachman is one of the old gods. So is Orlando Jones. There are lots. And they are preparing to fight the new gods, like Media, for example, who is delightfully played by Gillian Anderson. Or the seemingly terrifying Mr. World, who is played by Crispin Glover, a.k.a. George McFly! And stuck in the middle is Shadow Moon, who is crucial to Wednesday's plan for some reason, but it's not immediately clear why. Six episodes in, it's still not clear. American Gods, like any Brian Fuller show, is a visual knockout. It's trippy, it's dreamy, surreal, gorgeous, lots of similarities with his previous show, Hannibal, which found a way to make gore beautiful. It was the strangest show I'd ever watched because of that, and much of that visual flair continues with American Gods, it also has some really solid character development. The writing is really strong for the most part in terms of the way the characters are introduced when we meet Orlando Jones's God, for example. The scene is maybe five minutes, but we learn so much about who he is and who he matters to. It's an incredible scene. The performances across the board, pretty much top-notch, such a great cast. Maybe the one weak link is Shadow Moon himself. But I think, I think that's maybe because he's got the worst dialogue. For whatever reason, he has the most basic, kind of boring dialogue. But maybe that's the point, because we are introduced to this weird world through him. He is our access point, and we are going along for the ride with him. So he's kind of the normal, everyday guy, uh, like us. And we're trying to figure out what's going on, just like he is. I have really enjoyed American Gods so far, but if you are someone who likes a plot-driven show, don't bother with this one. It's very much a slow burn. Things are happening, and the story is pushing ahead, but six episodes in, we still don't really know what's going on and who all the major players are. If you're looking for something a little different, a little weird, with solid character development and fantastic visuals, then maybe check out American Gods, again, only on Amazon Prime Video which is free for 30 days. You can get through eight episodes of TV in 30 days. I can't give it a rating yet because I need to finish watching. And I suppose if I did have a complaint about the show, it's that every episode kind of feels like a different series, which in a way is sort of neat because there's some variety, but in another sense, it's annoying because it seems like it doesn't know what kind of show it wants to be. But maybe that is by design to have a little bit of everything because... That's what religion is on this planet. There's a little bit of everything. And that's something that I haven't really gotten into yet with you. But this show is a unique exploration of religion and faith. And it's fairly political. There's a lot of stuff about race relations in the US, as well as immigration. I mean, hey, these gods all came to America. Some of them are thriving. Others, not so much. The new world has not been kind to all. So maybe next week I'll tell you. How it wrapped up and what I thought of the final two episodes of American Gods. In the meantime, I want to quickly tell you about the latest season of The Amazing Race, which was pretty good. Hi, welcome to hell. And that voice belonged to Brooke, who might as well be describing what it is like to be partnered with her. She is the worst person in the history of The Amazing Race, and I hate her. I might think she is the worst person ever on television. I just, I hate her so much. It was another gimmick season. The last one featured contestants who were all, what did they call them? Social influencers. They're all people who were big social media, big shots or whatever. And for the first few episodes, everyone was mugging for the camera and being really annoying because they all thought they were superstars or something. Eventually that stuff calmed down. Interesting gimmick this season, season 29, by the way, everyone went into the race as an individual and got paired up right before they left the mat. So they picked teams based on virtually no information and they had to work together for a race around the world. For some of them, it was seamless. There were a couple of guys named Matt and Redmond who never fought once. They had tons of fun and they ultimately got hosed by rolling the dice and taking the subway instead of a cab. But the team... And this is hopefully not a spoiler here in case you're still trying to get around to it. But the team that ended up winning, and I can't believe they won, they're named Brooke and Scott. And Brooke never stopped whining. For example, And Brooke and Scott, all to pieces. Mario, I cannot hold it. Tell me what you need. God, you're the worst. Here's more. And they're fierce. I really don't think you have me. And here's more. And it's her breaking point. The problem is, I am not strong enough, and my jackass partner nominated me to do it. But I have no straight We're going to have to take a penalty. Oh, my God. I hate her so much. I must have written down when I was taking notes, I must have written down the words I hate her. 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 A hundred times while I was going through. I think I had nine episodes to plow through. And I can't believe they won because, in the end, in the final leg where they always have their hardest challenge, she was perfect she knocked it out of the park and i hate that she did well (laughs) the upcoming season will be its 30th season by the way cbs only ordered one cycle of it though usually there are two seasons in a year like Survivor. so maybe that means the beginning of the end is coming for the amazing race the amazing race canada by the way is starting next month that's all the time we have i'm brett just not here we're the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother